This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. What's up? Welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. Uh, today, we get to welcome back my good friend, Justin Ellingson. Uh, he's my business partner. He's the president of Transparent Financial. Uh, he has been building a business with Family Heritage for over a decade now, uh, probably closer to 14 years. And uh, his leadership by example and his leadership by principles have yielded unprecedented results. So uh, Transparent to date has written a lifetime premium of over $37 million and uh, has earned the title of Agency of the Year three out of the last four years. And that's not bad. So today we get to dive into how to get out of a slump. Thankfully, just like most things in life and in sales, it's very simple. It may not be easy, but it's simple. Justin walks us through the back to the basics checklist. So you may be listening to this and consider yourself in a full-on slump. <laughs> you may be on cruise control and you might be you might even be jamming out in your career right now. But regardless of where you are in your business right now, I challenge you to listen to this with a pen and paper and score yourself. Going quote unquote back to the basics is a process and an opportunity to evaluate where you are and how to just shift a couple things to really level up. The actual checklist is linked in the show notes. So I'm excited. Justin's always excited. And you should be excited too. Here we go. Welcome to News Talk Radio 101, where we talk about everything negative in the world. And uh, as long as we got listeners, we'll just keep talking. That's so. right. <laughs> you ready? We're ready. Oh, uh, well, good to have you at the house. Good to have you back on the podcast. Uh, this is this should be good. I've I've heard Justin do this um, part quite a few times, and it's it's always just a breath of fresh air. It's always really helpful. It always provides really. Um, good perspective. And, uh, I think it will go a long way and help a, a lot of agents. So I'll pass it over to you, Justin, do your thing. I would love to do my thing. Happy to be here. <laughs> and, uh, this amazing, uh, experience and situation here. So <clears throat> today I want to be able to chat about how to get out of a slump and, uh, anytime you're in sales or recruiting for that matter, uh, it's amazing how we can get focused on me, myself, and I, <clears throat> or just, you know, we're, we're humans that just have emotions inside. So <laughs> we have all these crazy thoughts and we have all these rationalizations that we have in our head of this or that. And, and I'm going to go through a whole bunch of items that you can kind of pick off and have a self inventory. But I think it's important to understand first and foremost, when you're in a slump, you cannot overthink things and you can't second guess yourself and just sit there and go, whoa, whoa, what was it like when I was writing 10 or 15 or 20,000? Uh, because that's then if you don't have confidence in yourself, if you don't have confidence in your ability, 
um, you're just going to be second guessing all the time and nobody's going to buy, or you're just not going to, you're not going to enjoy the process. So, um, one, one of the ways to make sure that you take that pressure off yourself and put it back onto the system is just going through a back to the basics checklist. So that's what we're going to do today. And, uh, you know, I love always hearing from Dylan that Dylan, that, advanced sales is just advanced fundamentals. And that's really true. Like what do, what are the people that are legends, not just in this business um, or in sports do they, they, they master the basics. They do all the little things really, really well. Uh, it's, it's so amazing when people go to follow someone, they're like, Oh, I can't wait to hear that ninja move. What are, you know, what are they actually saying? What are they actually doing? And then you're like, that's it. They actually use pre-approach. They actually do all the little, they actually use the buying atmosphere, like, but, but they're doing it so well and they're doing every part of it. It's every little ingredient. So, um, we're going to go through all those ingredients. Um, and, and the back of the basics checklist is just being honest with yourself and, you know, a one grading yourself. One is, you know, I really don't do this at all. Two is, sure in a blue moon, do I sometimes do this? Three, I do it most of the time. And four, it's just a, it's a non-negotiable. This is just who I am. This is part of what I do. So, uh, 25 different things to the back to the basic checklist to give yourself a score. So number one, work at least eight hours per day, calling on at least 25 prospects five days per week. And it's just as simple as it is, but your routine, and all your momentum comes from you being in the field, being in the field, knowing you're just going to run into those aces. You're going to run into people. We hear it all the time on our Voxer channels. Like, oh my gosh, I ran into this person. They're like, I was just thinking about getting some supplemental insurance. You're just going to get lucky when you're putting in the time uh, and, and you're out in the field talking to people. So, working at least eight hours in calling out at least 30 prospects five days per week to put all the pressure on the system. And again, this is not on yourself to take it off. So number two is having a set start time that you start no later in a set stop time. It is so critical to run your business like a business. And it seems like you know, I always give the idea of like, imagine a business on main street where their hours look like what most agents do. All right. Today I got started at 10 08 and then I stopped at four forty three, And then the next day I got started, I actually got after it. So I got started at like nine Oh nine. And then, uh, but I had a kind of a good day. So I stopped at two, like it would just be wild, but that's how so many people run their business here. So when you have a set start time and a set stop time, it's just a non-negotiable. I remember training Osau and we had the set start time. He stopped at, and this is not quality business, but he stopped at a gas station, ended up writing 15,000 there just because he had to stop there his first day in the field to hit, hit his start time. And when you have that, good things just happen. So you're making sure that you have a set start and a set stop time. And again, this is just grading yourself on a scale of one to four, uh, to be honest with yourself, because there's so much room 
There, there, there's so much room for error in our business to still be successful, but you can still have little tweaks to go, wow, if I really just start doing a few of these, you know, I'm picking them off. Uh, it makes a huge difference. Number three is do at least six closing presentations per day. And it needs to be clear it's six closing presentations per day. Not just like I got into the iPad, I got to the direct internet cost page. Those are introductions. Those are different. Six closing presentations per day. The system does it not work. When you're using the sales talk the way it's written, people that do 30 closing presentations in a week, it just, it, it doesn't not work. Like, sure, you might have only a green out that week, but you're still going to have, you're going to have families protected. Uh, and it's, it's just the more chances somebody has to buy, the better you're going to do. Just as simple as it sounds. But are you actually doing that? Because so many people, once their skill set gets a little better, their effort and activity gets less. And it, and it doesn't take too long before that catches up to you. So uh, that's number three. Number four, using the daily goal card each day to break your day down and focus on that. To have, like, there, there's certain times in this business, and you might be there right now, where I had to tell myself, I don't know if I can work all eight hours today. I don't know if I can. I really don't. <laughs> but I do know I can go do my best for the next two hours. I do know I can, you know what? I can just go do my best for the next two hours. I'm going to go focus on getting whatever, 10 contacts, shaking 10 hands, um, or getting at least two, two demos. And it just breaks it down. And when, and then realizing that whether you had a good goal period or a bad one, you reset, you just reset. Um, because (laughs) There are times where that's all you can focus on is, you know, filling up your scoreboard, um, but breaking your day down into bite-sized chunks. Number five, complete and follow your weekly game plan each week. (laughs) We learned this back in the book business, how important it was to be able to just spend some time by yourself on a Sunday. And it, it doesn't have to be that long, whether it's 10, 15 minutes to, but to plan out your week, like where you're going to be. You want to fill up your calendar as much as you possibly can. And if you really want to take that step to the next level, it's sharing it with your leader for accountability. And it's not for them to manage you. It's just for accountability. You're in business um, for yourself. You don't have to be in business by yourself though. And so making sure that you take the time to complete and follow your weekly game plan that you have mapped out for the week. And again, these are just things to be able to catch yourself doing on, on a, you know, one is you don't even know what a weekly game plan is. <laughs> Two is, you know, you've heard of it and fill it out one time. Three is you do it pretty much regularly. And four is you do it every single week. So number six, use the approaches as they were taught in Sales Academy. The approach is written the way it is for a specific reason because it works. Using it as it's taught in Sales Academy and being assumptive, being assumptive when you walk in there expecting to sit down. The purpose of the approach is just to sit down and realize that no matter what, I can just give you a quick version and show you right here as long as I'm doing it with confidence and that you're low and slow, low and slow. 
low and slow with confidence and how you say it, how you deliver it. And, and realize that there's certain points you have to change up your speed, change up your cadence to grab someone's attention, uh, but using the approaches the way they're written uh, in sales school. Number seven is using the demonstration word for word as it is taught in Sales Academy. Because it's amazing how many people can come with no sales background and they come right out of sales school and they write an eagle. <laughs> Because it just works. You know, I share all the time that everything you need to learn, the book, everything you need to know, you learned in kindergarten. <laughs> everything you need to know, you learned in sales school. And it's, but what happens is uh, my sales school instructor call it meatballing. <laughs> like we'll, we'll, we start to get here, we follow somebody and hear how they do this. And then we hear how they do that. And, and instead of having a clear, concise demo, we just have this stuff from all over the place. That it's actually, it's not needed there. Right. It's really not needed there. Um, and thankfully it's 2022. So you can just hit the record button on your iPad and do a self audit on yourself. You know, you think that you're doing something. It's amazing how many times I'm with someone in the field and they're like, I didn't even realize I was doing that or saying that, or, you know, I was like, there was no transition of clothes. <laughs> it's like, oh really? So using the demonstration word for word. Again, these are just advanced fundamentals, our advanced sales, as you always teach us. Number eight, use the close word for word as it was taught in sales school. <sighs> when somebody, yeah, here's the one that you just, you just are like, did you really just say that when they're like, do you, you know, you want to get it yeah, or what, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> like, that is not how we do it. That's not what we do. Like we've already asked them the right questions. Now we need to make sure that the funnel just works and you close assumptively. And in the close, you just have to be clear, calm, concise, and confident. Your confidence is theirs. So making sure you use the close the way it is written because it just works. <laughs> Number nine, close and use at least two rebuttals in every presentation. So everyone has to understand that we are just human beings. We try to procrastinate everything we possibly can, even though we know it's what's, what's the best thing for us. I tell this story constantly is I remember I wanted to watch so bad, but I was so picky. I wanted one that was clean, but not over the top with diamonds and <laughs> ridiculous. You know, I just, I wanted a watch that I really liked. And um, we did a backpack tri trip and I was in Venice. Uh, and I remember looking at this and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. And like, I liked it. I'm like, all right. And, and Cammy, my girlfriend at the time, wife now was with, and she, and I was like, ah, oh, we got to walk by here on the way home after, after dinner. Well, I went back there and I'm like looking at it. I couldn't, I'm like, I don't know. And she looked at me and she's like, do you like it? I'm like, yeah. She's like, then get it. And I was like, oh man, I feel Thank so, <laughs> so bad to the salesperson. I was like, dude, I'm in direct sales and ask for, I'm like, that was ridiculous. Sign it up. I'm sorry. Uh, but the, our rebuttals are kind of like us, but we, we can't just say, do you like it? Well then get it. Right. It doesn't work. But our rebuttals do just work. Like the crystal ball, the field fell found, they just work. And you have to understand when you're here for 10, 12, 15, 20 years, some of your biggest claims are people that needed to be rebuttal. They know they need it. 
but you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and memorize these. So it's just like having a conversation when you're doing them. Number 10, uh, use the rebuttals word for word as they're taught in sales school. So number nine was uh, using at least two of them in every presentation. Number 10 is using them word for word. And it's, it's one of those things that everything is a learned skill. Everything is a learned skill. When someone's like, oh, they're a great closer. That's a learned skill. What they, what they do is they take the time to say it over and over and over again until it's just second nature, until it's just their words that are, it's just like talking to one of their best friends. That's how your rebuttals should be. Because it's very obvious to someone if the, you know they're right on the edge there and you're just making some stuff up versus having real one-liners like it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And all these different things that we already have there for us, but I can't do your push-ups for you. You have to be willing to do them and study yourself. And for those of you guys that are wondering uh, when the getting technical part three is coming out with the rebuttals, uh, that'll come out directly following this episode. So. Nailed it. Uh, so number 11, are you creating the need in the introduction on the indirect direct cost page by asking the critical question, the critical question by asking them <laughs> if you got hurt or sick and couldn't work for six weeks or six months, how would that it today, right? The word today, if you got hurt today, for six weeks or six months, how would that impact you financially? And you listen and you pause. And then you have to make sure that you follow that up with, what would be the bills you'd worry about the most? The power of silence is huge. And I, I see so many people skip over just, or just get so uncomfortable sitting in silence. And you're just talking at them then. Right. Versus they, like when you show you're listening, like, you almost kind of like <laughs> nod your head, like waiting for the response. Right. <laughs> uh, but it matters to people. Otherwise they're going to tell you, Oh, just keep going, bud. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's not helpful. So uh, making sure that you're asking the critical question. Number 12 is fill the need by showing how the features and benefits will personally fill their need, right? Not how it's helpful for other families or other people. It's like, when you listen really well and you can help them and tie a story back into it of, could you see where, when your brother had a broken leg and didn't work for six weeks where this would really have helped you out or helped him out? Like, are you really filling the need? We, we find the need in the introduction. Are you filling the need in the presentation by showing one that you're listening and two that you care about their stories right. on how this is going to help them? Number 13, are you asking trial closing questions throughout your presentation to determine the client's interest? <laughs> and I see this one skipped a lot. Oh, it's just, I mean, we're just going to sit here and talk about ER benefits, fracture benefits, <laughs> bad, good, bad, you know, it's just like, wow, this is really boring. Like <laughs> I am, this is, yeah, versus... We ask trial closing questions because they're going to believe 100% of what they say and half of what we say. So when they're telling us why they need it, it's a whole different sales process than us just talking at them and selling to
to them. So are you asking those trials, you know, what do you like the most so far? Just that it pays the cash right to you or just that it covers so much, right? What, and then when you get specific with them and their industry, why do you think so many painters have been picking this up? <laughs> why do you think so many mechanics or whatever? Why do you think so many teachers, whatever business you're in, right? Making it feel like this was custom designed for them. Remember ranking yourself here throughout this. Uh, number 14, read two to three testimonials, IRAs, and two to three eagles rotating which one you read in the morning. <sighs> this was just a non-negotiable for me. I remember Peter shared this in my first 90 days. It's just, you can have conviction like you've been here for seven years in your first week. Because there's thousands of claims of us just paying and you're, you have access to it just like that. But you have to take the time to read those in nonstop and just realize that you're on a mission each day to help somebody else out, not just focus on yourself or gap or production and all the things that will just cripple somebody when they're focused on themselves versus realizing that we are there for people in the midst of their biggest storms. Like the, the IRAs are the conviction and you just get to go out each day and say, there's somebody out there that needs me. There's literally somebody out there that needs me today to be my, like, I, I might not feel good or, you know, I, I have this situation back home, but when you read the IRAs and realize there's, you know, we can be an angel on their doorstep that was there right before something happened. And then the, the Eagles are just, you get to hear all the different stories. And the first time Eagles are some of the best ones, you know, like when you, you know, somebody that made four grand for the first time in their entire life in a week right. and they didn't even know what they were doing. <laughs> they just went out there because we have such a good product and such a good system, but taking the time each day to read those instead of stare at your fake book or your Instagram or the news <laughs> or any of that other garbage that does not serve you at all before you go to the field. Number 15, review your weekly goals and why they're important to you at the beginning of each week. I, I always love seeing Dennis's uh, VPF filled out because each week he has who he's working for already built out, mapped out 13 weeks. Dennis has already got it out there. It's like, are you reviewing your goals each week? Like, and breaking down, because that's where the juice comes from, is when you set a goal and you do your best to go after it, whether you hit that or not, but how you feel because you were chasing after that and tracking it, whether whether it was exactly what you want to do or a little bit behind, because you can make adjustments to that. If you want more information on the VPF, check out uh, Van Davenport's episode on goals. And then in the show notes in that episode, there is also... Um, a link to the actual VPF. Doing it. Boom. <laughs> 16. Review your daily goals and why they're important to you each morning. And, and again, this doesn't have to be like, all right, let me just sit and stare at my goals for 20 minutes here. Like just, are you intentional with what you're going to do each day? Are you just showing up? Right. Are you just showing up? And we've, we've got our mascot in the studio as well. Uh, it just makes it a little more fun. So number 17, ask everyone 
for and keep detailed pre-approach. In Sales Rabbit or the CRM or whatever we're using, uh, you know, six months from now when, when this is still relevant, but taking the time to give to get for pre-approach. So Dylan, I've already talked to um, Jay's Mechanic Shop and I still got to catch up with Tom, uh, Tom over at the construction, but I didn't know right over at CMS, who do I ask for to be polite there? Who do I ask for to be polite? Because names are huge, but I see people just going, you know, and slashing and burning versus connecting with people. And that's how you're going to get more sit downs is when you have good pre-approach, you can start telling stories of, man, I was just recording this podcast and this guy had his dog in the studio still, you know, like, oh, you met Dylan? Oh yeah, he's awesome. But, and then Atlas, Atlas is always hanging out there, right? When that's where people's walls just break down and they're like, so what are you doing? You know, but you have to take the time to get the pre-approach. You have to thank people for helping you out and you have to give to get to do that. Number 18, do you get referrals from everyone you speak with, whether they buy or not? Whether they buy or not. I made, I made this mistake early in my career where I only got referrals from buyers because I'm like, well, they're only going to send me to more buyers. And if they don't buy, then they're only going to send me to non-buyers. And um, you get referrals from everybody. The hardest part about what we do is catching people before something happens. Amen. That's how you frame it is, is you help them understand. It's not like the Kirby vacuum where fill out these and we'll do a bait and switch and give you a little trinket or something. It's like, no, <laughs> the reason why I'm asking is because we never know who's, who's going to need this. We never know who's going to be the next GoFundMe. And the worst thing they can do is tell me no. And then I just cry in my car for a couple of minutes and I can go catch somebody else. Like, but you have fun with it. Right. And then and it's like everything we do in sales, expect an objection. It's not a big deal. It's when you're getting referrals, you got to be ready to say it's no big deal. Like it's no big deal. I can't think of anyone. Dylan, pull out your phone, pull out your phone. Okay. You, what do you got? 150, 200. I mean, you're pretty cool. More, probably 400 contacts in there. I don't need all 400, just five. Just start writing it down. And like, I have fun with people and mess with them. Like, do you get your hair cut? You do. Oh, cool. Who does that? <laughs> right? Just have some fun, but get referrals from everyone. Like, if you're going to have a bonfire, who are you going to invite over? Right. Like, get referrals from everybody you talk to. Number 19, spending... And we'll lower it down just so it's bite-sized. Spending at least 10 to 15 minutes each morning reading something positive, uplifting for your brain. I mean, everything is built in this world to be clickbait and to grab and steal your attention. And if it, if it bleeds... It sells. Like it is like what what can be the most awful thing we can say because that's gonna get the most likes and that's like if you watch the news, it is just terrible. If you watch Facebook, it's just like you have to proactively feed good things into yourself by reading and and or this crazy thing called Audible then, but making it a daily discipline each day for at least 10 to 15 minutes just to fill your cup up with something positive. Uh, 
each day. So again, this is just to grade yourself, right? That's why I love this is just finding a couple things here and there to make tweaks and they make all the difference in your business. So again, on a scale of one to four, one is, well, I haven't opened a book in six months, right? <laughs> uh, two, you know, two is, you know, I, I, I read the first 10 pages somewhere and then three is, you know, usually every other day or I, I, I do that. And four is you just, it's just part of your routine. It's who you are. So number 20, spending 10 to 15 minutes at least each night studying technical material instead of watching TV, instead of just, instead of just wasting, it's like investing into yourself, investing into your business, investing into your future. Like this isn't something that has to be super hard. There's like, if you actually do a journal, like a time log of what you do each day, you'll be amazed at how much time you waste. And if you just plug that in with a little bit to invest into your business, to plan the day, to study, right? And we can circle this one back to like, if you actually record a demo throughout the day to listen to it with the sales talk pulled up next to you and actually have a real conversation with yourself on how close you are, or what you're <laughs> missing, right? But these are things that you need to do to invest in yourself and invest in your future so are you studying for at least 10 to 15 minutes each night? Uh, well, that's on the website, FHO Connect. There's, there's so many resources. But you need to be willing to take the time to do something with it. Number 21, using at least three to five names during every approach. And, and this takes time and this takes practice. Like, it's, you know, I hear the excuse, I'm not good with names. That just means you're lazy. <laughs> That's what that means. I'm not, I wasn't good at names either. Right. It just, I realized that people connect based on the approval of others. And the more I, I'd actually listen, be present, meditate, study, talk like a crazy person out loud in between <laughs> businesses, uh, that you have to be engaged. So you have to be talking about, you know, just knowing your next three, um, but I already talked to, you know, Bill over at Napa and I caught up with the O'Reilly's guys or, you know, but I still want to make sure to stop by and catch you guys. Like, are you using at least three to five names in every approach? Or are you just showing up a, hi, my name is, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's an amateur, you know, no wonder why it takes you 40 contacts to get in <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, a couple demos. So again, just grade yourself here, you know, uh, so we're on 22. Use the prospect's name at least five plus times in the presentation. Man, uh, uh, the sweetest sound to somebody is their own name, as well as grabbing their attention in different parts and realize that you're going to want to say their name right away. Cause it, it is easy. Like I, it's, it's not like we're all, we're all human. It's easy to have a whole bunch of different things going on in a business. There's a lot of things going on. Right. So when they say, yeah. And, and your name is right. Oh, and then you just, you say it at least three to four times right away in the presentation. So it burns in your brain, but you have to be able to do that when you're asking trial, like, Hey Dylan, what do you like the most? So right. When you're asking trial closing questions, when you're, use their name versus just talking to them like a stranger. So number 23, 
listen to positive, instructional, uplifting material in your car. Like this podcast. This is probably going to be the best one of all time. So you'll probably want to listen to this one over and over again. Uh, or um, Tony Robbins or just anything positive on the way to your territory. You know, like we've, I'm so thankful for you doing this, even though, of course, I'll, I'll be like, I don't want to do one. <laughs> uh, but it's so helpful for so many people. It's like you have, a, we all have to drive to our territories. Like it should be a university on wheels. You should always be investing in yourself and just getting a little better. You don't have to do a whole bunch, just a little bit and implementing one to two things each day. And again, just rate yourself on a scale one to four. 24, before you finish today, knowing exactly where you're going to start tomorrow. So you don't have to think about it. When you end your day, you want to know exactly where you're going to start the next day, right? One, everybody knows once they get going, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> once you get, but the hardest part is just getting started. And when we're like, oh, should I start on this side of town or should I be over here? It's like, it doesn't matter. Just pick a spot and go. The best prospect is the next closest prospect. So take the time to prepare and just at the end of the day, know exactly where you're going to start. So you don't have to think about it when you're all emotional and in the field. Number 25 are, and this is just an honest question. Are you using the tools you have access to your agency website, the agent resources, FHL connect. Are you being on the conference calls? It's not what you know. It's what you use of what you know that matters. You have to dive in. Do you have a separate notebook, a separate tab just for all the times you're on conference calls to actually take notes and listen and be engaged and go back to it, are you actually using what's out there? Because there is so much available to you, but you have to be willing to do the work when nobody else is watching. That's what successful people do. <laughs> what are the top athletes and actors? It's like, listen to what their schedule was outside of their normal routine, like outside of the, the practice hours they had to be there. It's all the reps they're doing outside of that and always doing just one more. Are you willing to just do one more, especially when you feel like giving up? And I, I just, you just got to have that one more mindset of like, oh, today was rough, but I'm going to do one more. Yeah. That's just who I am. That's just, that's just part of who I am. I'm just going to do one more, especially when I feel like giving up. So this is an exercise that you get to go through. And once you go through it, when you get to see your score and be honest with yourself, because most of us, it shouldn't be that, that extremely high. Like it should be like, if you're doing really, really good, it's, it's no different than grading a report card. Like, you know, 90, 80, 70, you know, we're going A, B, C, but that the purpose isn't to beat yourself up. The purpose of this is for the one that just hits you, you know, is just like, Oh yeah, I'm really not doing that. You know, which one you just need to circle and say, that's the one I'm going to focus on that one. And then you can have the next one is like your number two and then number three, but don't try to fix all these things at once. <laughs> it's like 
all it's all you need is just that one thing. And I used to thought I had a great analogy and freaking Amanda Art came up with this awesome analogy with our business. It's like finding the radio station, you know, it can be like fuzzy, like out of tune and then just boom, you find the station just perfectly. Right. Our business is so much like that. Like it can be like fuzzy, feels like everything's off. And it's like, well, if I just plan out my day, if I'd actually just start reading, if I'd actually use the, like there's so many of these, if you just do one or two of them and just get a little bit better, it's like, Wow, I'm protecting tons of families right. every single day. This is, I got momentum. This is actually fun now. It doesn't <laughs> suck anymore. It's like, it, no, it's not that the job sucks. You just suck. So <laughs> that's what it is, right? It's, it's really, I go out to the field. When I'm out in the field, I know it's not even fair. Like, I literally look at people like, it's, it's not even fair. I don't care what they say. I'm going to ask them a good question on why they're going to want to buy this. Right. Doesn't matter. Like, but that only comes from reps and just, just hours and hours and situations over and over again and being completely okay with falling on my face, completely okay with screwing up. But then you pick yourself back up and say, who's next? Like, I'm just going to still be the most confident version of myself, even though I got thrown out of that business. Yes. Yeah. I just butchered that. Like the first time I used a crystal ball, it's like, oops, uh, I'll probably just leave now. Like, cause like, <laughs> you know, imagine if you get your money back and then you, how did you feel if I, <sighs> all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll close it up here, yeah, like, <laughs> but that's okay. And then yeah. now it's just second nature. You have to be willing to just be like, I don't care if I screw up, I'm just going to get a little bit better. And there's so much room for error, but you just have to show up each and every day. Just have to be consistent. You just have to be willing to implement a couple things and at the end of the day, focus on other people. Like it sucks if you're focusing on yourself, like build someone else up, you know, send an encouraging text, go volunteer, go, you know, like these are all the, the, the back to the basics checklist, but like get your head and your heart, right. And, you know, go help somebody else out. Uh, and the rest really takes care of itself. For sure. So good. love it every single time. Um, what are some closing words that you would like to leave everybody with? <sighs> I mean, the reality is, is implement a little bit here, but just, it's always the mantra of be yourself. Cause everybody else is taken mm-hmm. like the, the sales talk is written the way it is because it just works, but it works when you're yourself, right. when you don't try to be somebody else, just, just be yourself because everybody else is taken. And, you know, we share like 33% of people are just going to love you just because of who you are. 33% of people are just going to hate you. Like, I'm just too, I'm too loud. Like yeah. just right. I'm too loud, too much. There's certain people that are just, they're not going to like me. That's, That's okay. okay. <laughs> That's okay. But then there's that middle 33% where you can influence with using their name, you know, killing them with kindness, smiling with your eyes, yeah, you know, your just best. little things like that. So it's just be yourself because everybody else is taken. And at the end of the day, if you do your best and let God do the rest, it, it all works out. Amen. Thanks for coming on, brother. Loved it. You. Gotta love it. Every time we go through that list, I'm reminded of something different to fine tune and level up in my business. Uh, hopefully you scored yourself. And when we're honest with ourselves, our score on this checklist is usually pretty spot on with our current results. So 
challenge yourself to pick two things to implement today. Do not overcomplicate this job. It's simple. And commit to improving your score no matter what. Right? Again, our career is simple. It's not easy. But the surest way to get out of a slump is to go back to the basics. Remember, luck is the dividend of sweat. The harder you work, the luckier you get, especially when you're working for yourself. Thank you, Justin, for your wisdom and for your leadership. So grateful to be in business with you. And for everyone listening, we'll see you next time with part three of Getting Technical with Rebuttals. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.